What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in yesterday's video, I went through some of my favorite mid-round running back targets. Today, I'm gonna to be going through some of my favorite wide receiver targets. So we're looking in like the round four through eight range, kind of like this mid-round range. And I think there's a lot of really solid value at the wide receiver position. In yesterday's video, I kind of talked about how I thought there were very few running back options. But you know, because running backs are being pushed so far up in drafts, there's going to be a lot of value at the wide receiver position. So if you can lock down your running backs round two, you know, round one, round three, don't know why I said it in that order, you know, round one, round two, round three, then you can really stack your wide receivers in the middle rounds. And I think specifically, there's a lot of value with some young players. So guys in like year three, year two, even, you know, a rookie or two in here. So we're going to break down five wide receivers in this video. And then I'm using a four for four ADP. Basically, it just combines a bunch of different platforms to kind of create like a consensus ADP. So it's a mix of super serious leagues, more casual platforms, all that sorts of stuff. But let's jump into the first wide receiver, and it is going to be Marquise Brown. And I actually made a video earlier in the offseason saying that Marquise Brown was a do not draft. But that was looking at underdog ADP, where he was going at like the 3-4 turn. According to 4 for 4 ADP, Marquise Brown is the wide receiver 21 going in the mid-fifth round, so that is a very big difference. Marquise Brown actually had a really solid season with the Ravens last year. He actually saw, you know, a nice combination of big playability and security. He was 12th in target share, 8th in deep targets. His overall finish didn't look insane because, you know, Lamar went down with injury. They had Huntley playing. He did not perform well with Huntley at quarterback. But in the games with Lamar Jackson as the starter, Marquise Brown was balling out. So in 11 games, he averaged 16.7 PPR points per game. Very, very strong production. Like if we remember, I think like going into week 12, 13, like Marquise Brown was looked at as a fantasy, you know, fringe wide receiver one. If you took that 16.7 point per game number, that would have been the wide receiver 11 in points per game. So he was performing very well as the Ravens wide receiver one. You know, on an offense that isn't typically, you know, supposed to produce stud wide receiver production, but now he gets traded to the Cardinals. He is reunited with Kyler Murray. And I think there are some clear kind of pros and cons here with this landing spot. I actually think Marquise Brown is going to pair very well with Kyler Murray. We know Marquise Brown, you know, has his big play moments down the field. He's super solid, you know, with the deep ball passes. And if we look at, you know, the upgrade going from Lamar to Kyler Murray in terms of the deep ball, it's a pretty stark difference. So just looking at a few different metrics, in terms of deep ball accuracy rating, Lamar Jackson ranked 14th last season. Kyler Murray was third. In deep ball catchable pass rate, Lamar was 20th. Kyler was fifth. Deep ball completion percentage, Lamar was 20th. Kyler was first. So it's not even like Lamar Jackson wasn't a great deep ball thrower. He was pretty much league average. It's just that Kyler Murray was an absolute stud. Like in those metrics, third, fifth, First, Kyler Murray will be able to get the ball to Marquise Brown. And, you know, for at least the first six weeks of the season, Marquise Brown is going to be the locked and loaded wide receiver one. We know that DeAndre Hopkins has a six-game suspension. I do think it's a possibility that Marquise Brown can kind of overtake DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop is getting a little bit older. I still think he has some juice left in the tank, but we really haven't seen Marquise Brown in a great situation. I think this will be a really strong start for him especially early on in the season. So I think he's a guy who can give you like high-end wide receiver two production through six weeks. And then even if, you know, him and D-Hop are kind of splitting the top opportunities, 
I still think he can be like a back-end wide receiver two in your lineup. So if you're drafting him here in like the mid-fifth round, wide receiver 21, I just think that's a really strong price. I think he matches up really well with Kyler Murray, and I do think he has some upside, even if DeAndre Hopkins is on the field. So he's going to be my first mid-round wide receiver. Then we're going to move into these pretty young wideouts, starting off here with Darnell Mooney. He's been drafted as the wide receiver 30, a late six-round pick. You know, he's the wide receiver one on an offense. And not only is he the wide receiver one, but I mean, like this Bears offense just looks brutal, especially the pass catchers. Like there is nothing going on in this wide receiver room. There's no one who can even come close to competing with him, you know, for the number one spot. So he was solid last year, was the wide receiver 31 in points per game, 12.9 PPR points per game. So basically you're drafting him where he finished last year. And I just think there's, you know, a few spots to expect improvement in. First off, you know, he's going into year three. He should just be a better player overall. Also last year, the Bears offense was just a mess. You had Matt Nagy there. This whole unit just looked terrible. And I don't think they're going to take like a massive jump. Obviously the offensive unit in terms of personnel is still really rough, but I just think it's going to be, you know, a more well-functioning unit. I expect the coaching staff to be much more competent here in 2022. And so I think Darnell Mooney's a guy who offers you a lot of security just in terms of volume. Like he is going to be the number one target. There's really no debating that. So I feel like, you know, I can't really see him finishing much lower than this wide receiver 30 spot. But if he has that just locked in volume, I think this is a spot where he also has some hidden upside. If he can just kind of hit on a little bit of efficiency and get into the end zone, maybe a few more times more than expected. I think he's a super strong pick here in the late sixth round. And now moving over to a second year wide receiver, we have Rashad Bateman. He's basically going right after Darnell Mooney. He's here at wide receiver 31 at the 6-7 turn. And I actually think Mooney and Rashad Bateman have a lot of similarities. They're like these young wide receivers who are lined up to be number ones in like subpar wide receiver rooms. So I talked about Marquise Brown, right? He was the Ravens wide receiver one, now going to the Cardinals. You have Rashad Bateman stepping up, and I was a big Rashad Bateman fan when he was coming out of college. I still think he can be a stud in the NFL, so I'm really excited to see him get this opportunity. He didn't really do anything crazy as a rookie, averaged 8.6 PPR points per game. I don't really think he had like the best opportunity. You know, he missed the first five games of the season with a groin strain, but not only did he miss those games, you know, like he got injured in the preseason, so he was missing, you know, valuable reps. With this quarterback, you know, you had Lamar Jackson go down with injury down the stretch. This offense was just not the same. So I don't think he really got a fair shake as a rookie. I think the talent is there. They really have not brought in much competition. Like right now, it's kind of strange that he's just set up to be so clearly the number one, considering he really hasn't had like any consistent or solid NFL production. So I feel like they must feel pretty confident that he can be at least the wide receiver one on their team. I don't think they're going to be as pass heavy as they were last year, but I don't think we need that here at like wide receiver 31. You're not drafting someone to be like a top 15 guy. Do I think he has that ceiling? I mean, potentially. We saw what Marquise Brown did early on in the season last year, just like Darnell Mooney, right? Like, I think he's going to get there with a volume. The question is like, does he just get fortunate with touchdowns to kind of take that next step? But in this like wide receiver 30 range, we're looking at some like, other unproven wide receivers and maybe worse situations, maybe some veteran guys who have never shown a ceiling. I'd rather take a shot on the young guy who I think can have a massive breakout season. 
and I'm going to be taking a shot on another young second-year wide receiver, and that is going to be Elijah Moore. It's honestly strange to me why Elijah Moore is going as the wide receiver 35, a late seventh round pick. Like this is a fringe wide receiver three, wide receiver four price tag. And I just do not really understand it. So Elijah Moore didn't really have a breakout until later on in his 2021 season. He didn't really have like a stable snap share until week nine. But once he got that locked in snap share, I mean, the dude balled out. So from week nine to week 13, these were his snap shares. So 60%, 56%, 67, 88, and then 86. So three of those weeks, like that's decent. You know, it was a jump from his previous weeks, but that's not even like clear cut wide receiver one numbers. We saw the 88% and the 86% in his last two games. But so in those five weeks, he averaged 20.1 PPR points per game. Like this dude was a set it and forget it in your lineup. He was looked at as a top 24 guy. He basically had like the Amon Ra stretch before Amon Ra did. Unfortunately, you know, injury kept him out for the rest of the season. So he didn't play after that week 13 game. But it kind of seems like people just forget that he went on that run. Heading into 2022, I know they did draft Garrett Wilson, but I still think this is a situation where he has earned the right to be the wide receiver one. He's going to have that high snap share from week one. I think this Jets offense really can take a jump. I talked about it yesterday when I went through Brees Hall. Like this is a really young unit. They have a solid offensive line. Zach Wilson can take a jump. They have a lot of young weapons. So right now, Elijah Moore is slotted in as the wide receiver one on this roster. So here in like the late seventh round, I'd much rather take a swing on a young wide receiver. And I really think he's going to outperform this ADP pretty solidly. I think that after the 2022 season, like Elijah Moore is going to be locked in as a top 24 guy. And so I'm willing to buy in kind of at a discount here, just because I guess we haven't seen a full year of production, but I think he's going to blow this like wide receiver three, wide receiver four ADP out of the water. And I think he's really going to set himself up to be like a mid-tier wide receiver two heading into 2023. And now moving on to the final, the fifth and final mid-round wide receiver target, it is going to be Drake London, the rookie wide receiver out of USC. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 38, a mid-eighth round pick. I really feel like there's going to be a huge discrepancy in his ADP. So in more serious leagues, he's going to be going way earlier than this. In you know less serious leagues, more casual kind of platforms, more casual leagues, he'll probably be going later than this price. I just think at this point, we have to understand that rookie wide receivers are producing from day one, or maybe not day one, but like in year one, we've seen a ton of guys be super fantasy relevant over the last two seasons, and not even just like fantasy relevant, but like really strong wide receiver one, wide receiver two plays in your lineup. So just kind of running through some guys over the past two seasons, we've had Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, you had Amon Ra go on that crazy run down the stretch, even like Elijah Moore I talked about had that five-game run, and then you had guys like Justin Jefferson. Brandon Ayuk was really strong as a rookie, and I'm even leaving off like guys like CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, who were solid, but they weren't like, you know, wide receiver two options. You weren't like super excited to have them in your lineup, but those are a ton of names. Drake London, you know, got elite draft capital, super solid production in college. This Falcons wide receiver room is wide open. It's going to be Drake London, Kyle Pitts, this offense is not going to be good, but I still think Drake London can kind of overcome it. We saw Kyle Pitts was really solid last year. Didn't get the touchdowns, but did everything else. I feel like Drake London can be the same. All around super solid wide receiver. 
there's just very little risk with drafting him here at wide receiver 38. But if he hits, I feel like he can be like a back end wide receiver two on your team. So if he's like your wide receiver three, wide receiver four, I feel like you're setting yourself up pretty well. And that's a very realistic possibility here if you're getting him in the eighth round. So those are my five mid-round wide receiver targets. Marquise Brown, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and then Drake London. Pretty young players. I kind of feel like that's where the value is. We're expecting them to take that jump instead of kind of drafting some of these older guys where you're kind of going off where they were last year, you know, floor options. I'd rather take these players who are going to improve. I believe that these guys are all very talented and can improve, you know, and ball out in their current situations. So that's going to wrap it up for this one. Let me know what you guys think about these mid-round targets. You know, you think these guys are solid values. Are you avoiding them? Let me know down below in the comment section and I'll get back to every single person. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.